Hello and welcome to another episode of Rahalastapa. This is a special one, which is a mashup with Deborah Francis White's Guilty Feminist. It was a lot of fun. Hope you will enjoy it. Uh, do come and support Rahalastapa on tour. Go to richardherring.com slash gigs. You can find out where I'm going to be. I've got Newcastle coming up this week. Uh, and then the London gigs start. We've got Tim Minchin, Charlie Brooker. Robin Int, Sarah Pascoe, Rachel Paris. Many of these are sold out already, but uh, put your name down on the waiting list and check out richtain.com slash gigs for all the other gigs, which will keep on going forever. Whenever you're listening to this, I'll still be going as long as I'm still alive, my friend. <laughs> all right, enjoy this. It was a lot of fun to do. I hope you like it. I'm a feminist, but I asked Richard Herring to do the show. When, when, not that Richard Herring is not essentially a feminist, but I asked him to mash up my show with his for our mash-up crossover season, when, when I went on his show, he asked me, verbatim, if the sex robot you were having sex with, why is that implied, looked exactly like your husband, would it be cheating? And when I came to do the crossover season... For some reason, I thought, that would be a good match. <laughs> I just thought it would be funny. And then I What's realized... more feminist than women having sex robots? Nothing. That is the most feminist thing in the world. I, I wouldn't That say... is what feminism is for, is that women also get sex robots. No, I, that's... <laughs> Feminism's not for sex robots. That's what it was for. It's not, that's not the anything main... Else, anything else is just a bonus, but as long as... It's not the main thrust As long thrust as everyone gets a sex robot, regardless of their gender or sexual preference. Sexual orientation. Yeah, all, all no, of that lot. No, there's no preference. <laughs> People don't prefer, they're oriented. See, this is going to be such a learning experience for it you is. tonight. You're, it's just like... In it, semantics, yeah. I mean, no, it's not semantics. <laughs> Language is important. And this is like open university for you. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It is, uh, although I must say my wedding anniversary tonight, and it is lovely to be spending it with Richard Herring. Uh, my husband organised the dates of these shows. And he was like, oh, that's when we're going to do the thing. And I went, do you know that's our wedding anniversary, that you've set me up on a romantic evening with Richard Herring? Yeah. And he went, yeah, but, you know. Anyway, this morning he made me scrambled eggs before I'd remembered it was anniversary. <laughs> and then he sent me flowers. But to be fair, he went and got them at the door. And then it turned out half of them were lilies, which were going to kill our cats, and he shoved those in the bin. <laughs> Romance! Anyway, I mean, at this point of a marriage, I think it's really good that either of us are speaking to the other one, and we're still living in the same dwelling. Yeah, it's good. But real estate is expensive. Um, I'm kidding. No, he's absolutely lovely. <laughs> I'll have him if you don't want him. He's very easy. No, very nice. I do love him. I tell him, Tom, where are you? Are you here? No, he's out getting shivered. He's, he's, drink. he's Bless out him. doing all your work for you at the, the back there. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Happy nice. anniversary to me. This is, yeah. it's, a... it's nice. For, that's what the wedding anniversary should be about. You provide a sexual fantasy for your partner. Here I am. <laughs> very nice of him. Are you? Are you a sex robot? I could be a sex robot you if, you like, if that makes it easier for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a feminist, but I'm furious that there will never be an International Men's Day. Hey. So, furious about that. So, it wouldn't be allowed, would it? I think it wouldn't be allowed. So some of my listeners may not know <laughs> that every International Women's Day, what's the most frequent question asked on Twitter? When's, When's 
it's International Men's Day and it's done in a cynical, bitter way, like, oh, you get the special day, we don't get the special day. And every International Women's Day, Richard Herring, very, I think, uh, very industriously, and it's a really, I think it's a really nice thing to do, sits down on Twitter and answers every single person who asks this. He answers this way. It's When's no- International Men's Day? It's November the 19th. <laughs> and then often does funny quips along with it. I'm a feminist, but for a long time, I've had a theory that answering every single person on Twitter wins International Men's Day, November 19th, could not possibly be done by one man. And in fact, that Richard Herring has a sort of sweatshop of young female (laughs) comedians. Sweatshop of young female comedians, and he's paying them under minimum wage (laughs) to do this. And a little part of me thinks, why have I never been asked? (laughs) Who's booking that gig? It has to be me. Otherwise, it, people send me, like, people try and say, oh, look, you can do this, uh, this bot can set it up and answer everyone. <gasps> but that, sex robot? Well, no. A well, sex it robot could, it could be a sex bot. It could be, have a dual function of having sex with you and saying November the 19th. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be confusing if it wasn't November the 19th. It's November the 19th. Well, I get off on that. I do now. Um, but you could, but like a lot of, you got to be able to discern, and a robot can't do this. It can do a lot of things, a robot. A robot can't discern when someone's being sarcastic. And when someone's joining in with the joke, oh. uh, and so it's quite hard. it's it's sort of hardish and easyish because often you just oh, have to look I at see. a couple. You have to look at a couple. Of, a lot of people, a lot of people answer the question. A lot of people do what I'm doing, but not quite as fastidiously as me, I would mm. say. Uh, and but you're able to tell whether someone's joining yeah. in, whether someone's being pedantic, whether someone doesn't know, whether yeah. someone knows and doesn't know. Nearly or... always. I mean, you can usually tell. When America wakes up, then that's when, when life gets busy. <laughs> when the, when the, when the, when the and that's when you don't have up. to look for irony anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting, because if what a robot can't do is detect irony or use sarcasm, I'm now not interested in having sex with them. Okay. Because that's a big part of what attracts me, okay. is someone being funny and, you know, sarcastic and ironic. Again, you're welcome. This, yeah. is, this is your gift. true. The gift is... for my wedding anniversary is Richard Herring here being sarcastic. Discerning sarcasm, if that's what gets you <laughs> off. Discerning I sarcasm. I can discern it. Uh, I'm a feminist, but actually when you rang me up to talk about today, I was playing my four-year-old daughter at football, and I let her win... Uh, even though I should have uh, uh, allowed her to uh, treat her equally and, and beaten her, because I'm better than her, actually, at football. <laughs> but that's... You let a child win because of the age differential. No. Not because of gender. Like, was, a four-year-old was, boy would also be terrible no, at be, football I'd compared have, to I'd you. Have, I'd have, I'd have beaten him fair and square. My son, oh. especially my son, my son is a fucking dick. I mean, if it, it comes, if it comes, if it comes to preferring, if I'd, I'd much rather have two girls than a, a girl and a boy. He's an idiot. No. And I'd much first rather all, raise girls. Okay, first of all, yeah. that's an ableist word. And secondly, he's two. Yeah. You cannot call him a dick. <laughs> okay. he's, a, he's a dick because he's two. Or he has, he's not a dick. He's got dick-like qualities because he's two. And you should not beat him at football at the full intensity of your game. Okay. To be fair, my daughter's better at football than I am. I'm just using it as an excuse. She's pretty, she's really good. Is she? Yeah, I'm not very good at sport, but she can really kick a ball. (laughs) She can bend it like Beckham. Is she, do you think your daughter's already a feminist? Uh, Yeah, my my wife is, you know, is very hot on this, as am I, to be fair because I'm a feminist. Uh, I think women should be treated as if they're equal. And it's... Um, 
<laughs> I mean, you're a, a very brave man, aren't you? In this audience. But no, I'm, we are raising our children <laughs> to be the same. And I don't want to be one of those dads because as a father of a daughter, it upsets me when women get treated badly. Just as a human being, it upsets me when women are treated yeah. badly. So, I, you know. And I don't, I, wouldn't understand, I don't understand why anyone genuinely would prefer one child to another except when one of them's a dick. Uh, so <laughs> that's, the only thing, that's the only thing that should make you decide. It shouldn't be gender-based. It should no, be dick-based. I mean, that's... <laughs> it usually does work out the one with the dick is the dick. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to King's Place. Please welcome a man and a woman who are looking forward to a mashup. It's Richard Herring and Deborah Francis White. <laughs> Hello, 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 hello. Hello. My goodness. Welcome to Richard Herring, loathes sexist trolls, prefers guilty feminists. Yay! Uh, but I was hanging out with the suffragettes the other day uh, who <laughs> did a lot of work uh, to get women the vote. Uh, and uh, for only, only a century later, democracy has been fucked up by Boris Johnson. So, you know, it's fine. They gave up all that in order for Boris Johnson to fuck up. Anyway, they call it Rohana Stabagafa. Very good, you can do the rest now. That's my, that's my bit. Is that your only uh, bit? That's my bit. That really was a small bit. It was. That was a small <laughs> bit. Last time I did a podcast with you, it was called Do The Right Thing. Yeah. Um, very funny podcast. Don't listen to it because I revealed too much because they got me drunk. But, uh, I did. But, Rich said his house, you'd had a gas Yeah, well, incident. I was... My house, I mean, I've lived in my house for two years and there's been three gas incidents that have caused us to be evacuated from the house and none of them are to do with my bottom. That is the amazing thing. Uh, so we've had two cases of carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah. Which we luckily had a carbon monoxide alarm. Get a carbon monoxide alarm. Get a carbon monoxide alarm. Uh, and last night I was went to bed early so I could be well prepared, well prepared for, to, be, for feminism. to be libeled on this podcast. <laughs> and uh, I was fast asleep. I mean, I was so fast asleep that I didn't hear anything until my doorbell rang. And my doorbell rang repeatedly in sort of 10.30 at night, which is weird. I live in a little village and nothing happens in uh, Hertfordshire. And someone had crashed their car into the garage next door to mine, which is just on the high street, which was quite difficult because you'd have to sort of turn off the road to do it. Yeah. Uh, smashed a hole in the wall, smashed the door, luckily missing my garage, uh, and, uh, not, and smashed the gas pipe main. <sighs> And so we were evacuated from the house because they thought there could be a gas explosion. Which, so so where take, did you go and I, stay? We had to take my family, my kids, my dog. We left the cat behind. <laughs> Why did you leave the poor little kitty? Because it can survive for it on its own. He's, he's survived much more than that. And also, how do you take a cat out of the house? We'd have to go. We'd, we had to decide. There was an imminent gas explosion. Were we going to go and look for the basket to put the cat in? Yeah. And all die, or we're we going to leave the cat, and who would probably survive a gas explosion. Is the cat okay? Have you been yeah, back? Yeah, he's, he's never. He's such an idiot, my cat. So, so he's a fool, uh, and uh, he's got eleven lives at least. So he he would, he would have survived. But anyway, we had to go and stand up the road for half an hour until a man came and sorted it out. So and I was out in the middle of the night with the kids. Were crying. you able to go back in though? Yeah. So we slept. So it was all okay. Right. All right. I got woken up, and I was, and then I was haunted by. Why does gas hate me so much? I'm a. <laughs> 
I produce a lot of carbon dioxide for gas. I produce a lot of methane for gas. I'm a fan of gas. <laughs> I consume oxygen you've, regularly. You've done your bit for gas. I have, so I don't know why gas, gas is you. trying to kill me. That's the third time it's tried to kill me in two years. It's not clear. But and I'm... also I was thinking about, like, my whole family could have been blown up, which is quite upsetting. Well, I'm very glad that you're not yeah. dead. Thank you, but I'm tired. Apart though. from anything else, lots of people bought tickets <laughs> and... That would have felt upsetting. Yeah. Um, just give us a cheer if you listen to Real Hisper. Give us a cheer if you listen to The Guilty Feminist. Yeah. Give us a cheer if you listen to both. Yeah. Give us a cheer if you listen to Only One. Yeah. Give us a cheer if that Only One is The Guilty Feminist. Yeah. Give us a cheer if that Only One is Real Hisper. <laughs> just this man. So everyone listens to both, or mine, and this man <laughs> is a one-man Venn diagram between me and Rich. Yeah. Okay, great. So you're the only one. Yeah. Oh no, you're not. You only listen to him. He's the only one who listens to me. He's, oh. he's, he's on his own in the in the. Yeah, in I my see. Box. Actually, you're outside the Venn diagram. Yeah. So you, <laughs> just you, don't know who I am. Everyone else in this room knows who I am, and you are the one man who's thinking, "Who's she?" I've heard a lot about it. <laughs> You've <laughs> heard a lot about it. <laughs> Do you know it doesn't take much effort to listen to a podcast, mate? You just. It takes more effort to come here. <laughs> you know, on a Saturday... You've given your Saturday night up. On the way, you could have just gone, Oh, it's, it's the start of a great journey. <laughs> She's been on one of my podcasts. You might have heard her on... on oh, the yeah. <laughs> Did you hear me on Richard's? <laughs> I was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember me? I talked about uh, being adopted. I think we talked about being adopted. Talked about being a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, probably. I mean, you usually do. I mean, it's not my fault I'm interesting. Um, you're the only person I'm interested in now. I, 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 need, I need to win you over. What's your name? James. James, okay. By the end of the evening, James, I want you to be a listener. Okay. That's all I want. He's a fairly typical listener of my show, except he's a bit too handsome and he's got a wife or girlfriend, so that makes him exceptional. Any of my male listeners in here will be quite surprised to see the women exist. Just, the, I don't think that's true. I think it is. No. Well, they know they exist, they just never interact with them in their daily IT lives. No, because... Except over the phone. No, because they all the listen best. to The Guilty Feminist except James. Yeah. So do they, are you listening to The Guilty Feminist to hear what women sound like, or...? Yeah. <laughs> they may, the, my unusual ones may not have come out out of fear. <laughs> having to, having to just, confront the monster just, they fear the most. Just give us a cheer if you listen to Rich and you're in software development or similar. Hey! It's <laughs> hey. quite cool looking as well. It's, the demographic yeah. is changing. What's your name? James. James, James. also. <laughs> James with a and beard. He's also got a beard. Yeah. You're basically the same man. Yeah. Just one row back. <laughs> Have you come here with a partner? Wow. wow. You are doing going up in the world. Listening to my podcast has given these guys a self-confidence <laughs> and an understanding of a feminist swagger. issues. Yeah. Anybody else, just before we continue, call James, just to reveal yourself now. <laughs> Give us With a cheer if your name's James. Yay, okay. Uh, you are another bearded man in the second row. Are you also a fan of Rilla Histopa? Yes. Do you work in IT? <laughs> yeah. So there's another... Do you know this, James? Do any of the Jameses know each other? Okay, I'm going to need... Can we get the house lights up? Because I don't think people are going to believe this. Can the three Jameses just stand up and turn around? Because so people are not going to believe it. These are the Jameses yeah. that listen to Rilla Histopa. 
so good. I think, are there any other Jameses before we continue? Is there another James? Reveal yourself if you're a There's James. There's a James there. There's a James! He hasn't got a beard, Are you another though. James? Jamie. Jamie, yeah. Jamie, are you bearded? Wow. Are you, okay. are you bearded? No. We're not interested. You're a clean shaven. <laughs> We're not interested in a clean shaven, Jamie. Are you in any way in the digital world? No. Are you more of a Guilty Feminist fan or a Rilla Histopa fan? Yay. Oh, Am I saying it incorrectly? Yeah. I, I'm so sorry. Can you <laughs> That's why no one's shouting it back can at you. you teach me, <laughs> can you teach me how to say it? Rahulistapa. 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 I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. I feel like I practiced it because last time you had to teach me how to say it as well. Yeah. Do you so think we're both, you know, you used to be a Jehovah's Witness. I don't know if we mentioned it, but do you think we've both, re I feel like podcasts have become sort of a, a cult, really. Your audience is a very cultish audience. My, I say something and my audience shout. That's yeah. like being in a cult. It's so isn't it? like being in a cult. Yeah. yeah. So it's, just well, replace. In your case, like leading a cult. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Re you lead your cult. I mean, I feel like I'm a, in the centre of an arm. Well, that's what the cult leaders like to pretend. <laughs> as they then go off and, in their gold limousines and live in penthouses. Rahulistapa. <laughs> oh, you're getting there. It's good. See? It's good. Um, Together, we could rule the world with this, ar this army. <laughs> we would be the saddest, fascist couple. Um, <laughs> look at us. Uh, get, we've got a guest today. Our guest today is probably best known mm. for playing Nurse 2 in Emmerdale. <laughs> Please welcome Siobhan McSweeney, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello. Uh, there's a lot of Hi, James. Lot of Hi, James. Hi, James. <laughs> there's a lot of Nurse 2 from Emmerdale fans in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made my mark. Yeah, brilliant. Nurse 2. Not one, no. two. The sequel. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's personal. Do yeah. you remember anything about being... It was one episode, was it? It was one yeah. episode of Emmerdale. Do you think she might come back? <laughs> 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 Things have dried up. The nun hasn't been good for me, lads, so we're, <laughs> we're hoping for the nurse now. Uh, yeah, no, I was a nurse. One of the Dingles uh, was in hospital. Okay. And I did a, what are you all doing in here? Get on out! Was Thank it... you. <laughs> Thank you. Was it Marlon? Was it, Mar was it Marlon Dingle had he just been shot? Oh, fuck knows. I no. don't know. Because he was... He's... <laughs> He was on my podcast. Well, he's on my podcast quite soon, or he's just been on my podcast. Really? Depending, depending when this goes out, he's a very lovely. How's, how's he doing? He's okay. <laughs> he's, uh, Is he recovered? He does. Uh, he does well. Actually, to be honest, on that day, the other guest, not the other person from Emmerdale, was the problem. So, oh, right. Uh, he was lovely. Who's... Mark was love. Mark Charnock was a lovely guy. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, who was the problem? Um, Nurse one, that uh, bitch. Uh, <laughs> he predicted a riot at this person and. There certainly was a sort of a riot. It wasn't a laugh riot, though. Uh, anyway. Do you remember what Nurse One said? No, no, she's... She had no lines, I bet. She's Nurse... not with us now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a feminist boss. <laughs> Nurse One's dead. <laughs> Solidarity. Good. That's it, that's all, I, that's all we brought you on for, to talk yeah. about that. Um, no, 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 I'm, I'm just... I'm, I feel you're deferring is, to me? It's yeah, quite, it's a little quite bit, nice. yeah. I'm just checking that you're... I was just enjoying you deferring to me. Yeah. For, no, I'm done with that. You can, it's, all, it's all over to you now. 
Oh, God. I've been backstage okay. listening to this going, who the fuck thought that this was a good idea? Like, I have an idea. Uh, Richard Herring and Deborah Francis. What? Yes, yes, it's what the world's been waiting for. Fluid, uninterrupted. I'll be quiet now. I'm the problem. <laughs> Nurse two making Nurse two. problems <laughs> again. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask you an emergency question. Thank you. Now, yes. because... And my emergency questions are available to everyone, so I'm not even going to list what it is just in case I say it wrong, uh, except for one question I have, which is for men only, really, yes. or for people with penises only. Uh, well, actually, oh, no, can not I just for people. Say, How do I say it? Well, we don't equate masculinity with people with penises. No, exactly. That's why I said or and or. Oh, oh, or. Yeah, okay, yeah. yes. Sorry, fine. Okay. Sorry, I, we don't need to go into a full. Which was have you ever tried to suck your own cock? Which I'm not going to ask. What but was I it? Do, I, well, have you ever tried to suck your own cock? <laughs> I mean, you can answer it if you have. Yes. Um, but in this Edinburgh, I came up with one that is exclusively for persons who have vaginas. Excellent. <sighs> oh, I can't. <laughs> it's a fucking oh, mind good, isn't it? Um, because there was a lot of news stories over the summer about women putting things in their vaginas oh, that yes. they shouldn't put in their vaginas. Ice lollies. There was a new, to begin with, ice lollies. Don't put ice lollies in your vaginas if you're feeling hot. I would just say don't put anything in your vaginas. Even the things that you think might be all right up there, don't. Then none of it's very nice. Well, there are some things. No. <laughs> but not penises. No. Yeah, penises are horrible things <laughs> and should be, should be hidden away. What about rampant rabbits? Yeah, those are okay. That's the, the robotic things yes. in there is fine. <laughs> Suddenly it's okay to have sex with a robot, is it? As long as you just break that bit off and throw the rest of the man away, it's okay. <laughs> To be fair. Obviously, you should never put an ice lolly in your vagina, Obviously. ladies. But if you had to... <laughs> which ice lolly would you put in your vagina? <laughs> Feminist. The fuck? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no! If you had to. If I... If I what situation <laughs> would entail me to grab a Vionetta... Oh, <laughs> that's no. That's, that's, that's they, a poor choice. It I is thought. a very poor choice. But they've made it into an ice lol now, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, well, actually, really? that's probably not bad if you put it up cone first. Because I don't I'm, think you know what a Viennetta. Did I say Viennetta or Cornetto? Oh, I meant Cornetto. Yeah. Oh, a whole Viennetta. A wibbly, wibbly wobbly, wobbly, wobbly be good. Ribbed for somebody's <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Uh, oh, one yeah. of those roundy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that probably is. Yeah. Of all the. Yeah, and, and that's the end of that discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but don't do it. Don't do it if anyone listening at home don't. It's not, it's not good for you. I've uh, got another question. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather have a hand made out of ham <laughs> or equality? <laughs> A hand made out of ham. <laughs> um, I've got a question. Yeah. Um, it goes without saying, Siobhan and Rich, that all three of us have read The Dialectic of Sex, The Case for the Feminist Revolution, a yeah. book written in 1970 by radical feminist Sheila Myth Firestone, when yeah. she was 25. Well, nearly 26, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you all know as well as I do that it's mm -hmm. been described as a classic of feminist thought. Yeah. And in it, Firestone argues that 
the sexual class system predates and runs deeper than any other form of oppression. The eradication of sexism will require radical reordering of society, mm -hmm, given mm -hmm. sexism also exists in the animal kingdom. Of course, yeah. The goal of the feminist revolution, goal. she wrote, she must wrote. be not just the elimination of male privilege, but of the sex distinction itself. Um, would you agree with that, Shamal? I mean, yeah. <laughs> And, and Rich, yeah. can I throw to you, what are you doing to reduce gender differences uh, so they no longer have widespread cultural significance? And what are you doing to reduce the cultural significance of gender differences in your daily life? Yeah, what are you doing? Mainly ice, <laughs> ice lolly questions. Right. Because does that, in a way, does that diminish the distinction when you focus on <laughs> vaginas and penises? Yeah. Or in fact, does it widen... The distinction, well, which is... How, it depends how sexy I am while I'm doing it. <laughs> I mean, you didn't help with the wide. <laughs> um, I've got an emergency question for you, Rich. Yes, is okay. that all right? Yeah, um, Rich, would you rather have a miniature suffragette yeah. attached to your shoulder as a second head, yeah. or would you rather have your own fist punch you in the face if you were ever to say, do, or anything, or even think anything that was unfeminist. <laughs> and this is a caveat. Yeah. The miniature suffragette doesn't know women have the vote. So she keeps going on saying, votes for women, votes for women. And you, you keep explaining to her, yeah. we have votes for women, that's, women can vote, okay. and she won't ha hear that. So that's annoying. But yeah. also, the fist, which is sentient, yeah. punches you. You don't always know why it's okay. punching yeah. you. You think, why was that unfeminist? But it can't explain. Well, it's sort mouth. of like Deborah Francis White in fist form. <laughs> <laughs> I explain. Which is it, well, can I just clarify, was it say anything sexist and think anything sexist? Was thinking yeah. there as think, well? Think, say, or oh, do. Oh, well, I'll go for the suffragette then. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is your lucky night. <laughs> I quite like the suffragettes. I think they're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, as long as she doesn't throw herself in front of a horse while she's attached to me, I'm no. okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, most people think, uh, most suffragettes at the time and, and suffragette scholars think that she didn't mean to... Yeah, I have seen she, that. I mean, she meant she was trying to cause a Put stop a banner out or something, wasn't she? And then she got... Yeah, she... She, she didn't she do had, it very well. She'd have got a man to do it. <laughs> um, so I've got another emergency question. Um, Rich, yeah. if you were sleeping with a sex robot... Yes. Would you program her software with the principles of feminism, so she understood she had the right to consent, and from then on would almost certainly reject your advances, <laughs> making her existence void, even if you'd paid a lot of money for her. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting question. The robot sex thing is a very interesting question over, overall. Someone was saying today, or it was in the papers today, that uh, you know, they, there's a good chance that the sex robots will kill the people they're having sex with. That you, because you can, you can hack them and all sorts of things, but also maybe they'll gain consciousness and kill. That just adds to the excitement to me that that, that could happen. Um, so, I mean, also, you know... For, you asked me on this. Yeah. It's your idea, this. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a question about nuns in a minute. Okay. <laughs> for me... In the I, original sex robot. <laughs> <laughs> for me, um, when I was a single man, seduction was always the, you know, and... And consent was also the thing that just it was exciting and amazed me. 
that anyone oh. wanted to sleep with me, that, that was the bit I liked. Oh. <laughs> Men have to do what so wrong little, since then. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm married, you know. So. <laughs> That's, sex robots all the way. Yeah, that's that's really nice, though. The, yeah. the bit that excited you was that someone wanted to. Yeah, because I just had very low self-esteem. No. <laughs> I, I get that, though. Yeah. I understand that. Si- uh, you're not, you're not Sister Michael. Siobhan. <laughs> Siobhan, you're famous for playing not only Nurse 2 in Emmerdale, <laughs> uh, but Sister Michael in Derry Girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that's um, lovely. Oh, that's what we didn't ask. How many people are not here for either of us? They're only here because of Derry Girls. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Are any of them called James? <laughs> oh, are any Jameses keen on Derry Girls? He likes Derry Girls. Oh. Is your name James? Are you one of the Jameses? He's one of the Jameses. He's one of the boy band of Jameses. Are you one of the ones with the girlfriend? Yes. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. An Irish girlfriend, though. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make it better, it makes it worse. Where are you from? Ballerina, oh yeah, yeah, well, you, yeah. you deserve something. <laughs> oh! Burn. Uh, who's looking good now, James? Anyone who does from Siobhan, you're famous for playing Sister Michael in Derry Girls. Yeah, I'm famous for playing a nun, which is exactly how I thought my life would be. <laughs> um, so becoming a nun was one of the only professions women could pursue before accessible birth control that gave them autonomy, a career, and in many cases allowed them to be educated and become an educator. Have you found a coded or even avert feminism in playing Sister Michael? You're reading it as if I'm going to give a, a punchline. <laughs> no, I'm reading it as if you're going to give a like an answer on late review. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm I hoping actually, for. Actually, in fairness, I do think, apart from Nurse 2, she is without... I'm, I'm serious, she is without a doubt, I think, the sexiest character I've played. And... Yeah, oh, hello. <laughs> Good night, James. Hello, Josephine. Um, <laughs> when I look at her, obviously, I don't think she is but when I'm playing her the idea of being that confident and not giving a fuck and just walking into every room and being that utterly tired I want to be alone you know except in a cork accent and wearing a habit um, I think it's really liberating to play that yeah. and especially as an actress you're always like you are always playing second fiddle to, to um, certainly nice to nurse one. <laughs> Literal second fiddle. Yeah, nurse um, one. But yeah, she is a feminist character because yeah. she is a woman who completely knows her own mind and speaks it. Yeah, is Catholic she, nun. Uh, is she ooh. feminist, though, in as much as the people she builds her power over are younger women and, in fact, girls? Yes. Yes, because the way she's teaching them, she's teaching them to, to think for themselves, you know? And they're really boring and annoying. <laughs> Have you met Richard's son? He's a dick. (laughs) Such a dick. Yeah. Um, But she does actually. She sort of, because it seems like she doesn't really believe in God. No, no, she doesn't. At one point, one of the girls says, the only thing we can do now, someone's ill or something, the only thing we can do now, and one of the girls says, is pray for her. What what, what use would that do? Yeah. No, she says she's no interest in that. She's in there for the free accommodation, which if you live in Ireland, you know how expensive the rent can be. (laughs) Yeah. But also when That's she... That's why we're all over here. <laughs> there's an episode when she... Um, all the girls take the day off to go and see Bill Yeah, Clinton, exactly, yeah. And they've all been told... She said that you are absolutely not to go. You are yeah. not to go. And then the two really earnest girls turn up. Yeah. 
Is it just the, is it one or two earnest girls who turn the up? Two, the two earnest girls and one of them, um, Ashling, uh, goes, "What are we doing?" And she runs away. That was my perfect impersonation of her. <laughs> and I do many accents. But that's a lovely scene. It is actually. It's showing that she's pushing back and showing showing that she wants the girls to grow up to be these. Uh, able to think for themselves, to be educated, to be independent, you know? Because she's told the girls they're not to go to see Bill Clinton, they must come to school, and wh yeah. only one girl comes to school, and she says to her... What does she say to her? Um, what is what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Oh, look, it's about time you, you, you learn to push back a little. Yeah, she said, the girl go says, on. but you told me to come, and she's like, but you should yeah. have known not to. No I one else came. Of course I'm the teacher, of course I say you've got to come in, but yeah. don't come in if Bill Clinton's here. Well, at the end of, uh, you know, uh, season one, I mean, I, uh, let's not put a Catholic nun in the 90s as the feminist icon of our times, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, the newsletter that mm. they put out in the school, that she's delighted that they've disobeyed her. They've mm. deli she's delighted that they've done that. She's delighted when they show a bit of backbone. These are girls and one fella at a very pivotal age. <laughs> one fella, whatever. <laughs> Lovely Dylan. Uh, who? He's actually Wee James, isn't he? Oh my God, He's more James. Jameses! <laughs> oh no! Uh, oh no! Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm bad. You've basically come out looking for a Wee James. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh God, three Hail Marys for me, is it? <laughs> it's it's an extraordinary series. It's so brilliant, I have to say. I was talking to Tommy uh, Tin in, in Edinburgh. Isn't he lovely? He's incredible. He plays uh, the dad. Yeah. yeah but, he's, but he's saying, you know, he hadn't seen all the scripts, I think, or he was saying, yeah. you only see your own scenes. And, and he, the boundaries it pushes back for Irish TV and for Ireland as well, you know, the Virgin Mary weeping piss. But it's, uh, <laughs> I know, he, yeah. He, he literally could not believe that was on TV, yeah. that how far things have come. I remember that. when I was small, I'm from Cork, and uh, I was brought to... Does any, uh, any Cork people here? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, uh, there was the moving statue of Balan Spittle, and we were all brought down there. And, oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. We were all brought down because the statue of the Virgin Mary was seen to be... Like, so it was a craze. Yeah. It was some sort of mass hysteria. That was the thing that happened in that the 90s. That happened in... Actually, that would have been the... the yeah, the 80s, late 80s. And uh, it was a very dark, boring time in Ireland. So we just are. oh, it's moving! <laughs> uh, it's moving, get a chip fan. <laughs> Let's make a bit of money. <laughs> oh, look, the pen is moving. Let's get a chip fan and make a bit... <laughs> so my Did they bring a chip fan? Yeah, my brother remembers it as the day of the good chips. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. And only until recently did I realise that we were talking about the same day. So I would say balance spittle and he'd go, balance spittle, and I'd go, I know, balance spittle. And we were talking about completely <laughs> the same day, but completely different experiences. I remember, of course, I wrestled my way to the front. I was a very uh, devout child. And I wrestled my way to the front. And of course, of course I saw her move. Of course I saw yeah. her move. I was, oh, I see her move, I see her move. My brother, Teog, remembers it as like he was just queuing up going, oh, the smell of vinegar. The smell. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want chips, I just want chips. And my parents somewhere in the middle going, this is a load of shit, isn't it? <laughs> Get the but kids, that's what, let's go that's, home. But that story also sums up Dairy Girls, which is about you identify with those girls. Yeah, mm. totally. They're just ordinary girls in an extraordinary situation. I think you said this in an interview anyway, but I was just saying, thinking it, and then it's the extraordinary situation and the terrible situation, which what's amazing about the series is you, you learn, uh, either remember or learn about Irish history. 
you yeah. know, very recent Irish history that people in the UK outside of Northern Ireland don't know very no, much about no. or aren't interested in as Brexit may have shown. Yeah. Yes. Or are, aren't interested. It's, it's wonderful that, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I suppose at what point do you become interested in it? Like if it's been absent your entire life, if you're not being taught about it. Yeah. If, I, I don't know, it's sort of like suddenly Britain has gone, oh yes, and Northern Ireland. We're like, <laughs> fuck, I knew there was something. I thought it was. <laughs> uh, it's this idea, you know, and they're like, no, we're, we've been here the whole time. Would you not remember us? Yeah, it is. It, yeah, it's just a load of fucking yeah, shit, I, really, that you don't know about it. But uh, yeah, no I, I feel bad. You're Australian. Why do you feel bad? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just generally feel like feminism maybe hasn't remembered Northern Ireland in the way that it could have or should have, yeah. and recently has due to the border. It's like Brexit has made everyone go, oh, we thought everyone in Northern Ireland had just frozen since the Troubles <laughs> and then come animated again due to Brexit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This timeline, you know, two things happened. The ceasefire, then Brexit happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. And there's, and there's nothing, oh, nothing, no interest, really boring series. Just skip forward to series five. It's really good then. It picks up again. Cast change. <laughs> well, actually, your piece on Joe, it's a show called Joe? Yeah, it, uh, Joe's a, like a media outlet, I suppose you'd call them. They like a reporting outfit. <laughs> Granny speaking. <laughs> a reporting outfit. A reporting outfit. A telephonic reporting outfit. It's an online It's an online show. Thingy. Yeah. And if you go and have a look, if you just Google Siobhan's name at the moment, it'll come up. And you speak very eloquently about why we cannot have a border between the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland and about women's rights and yeah. uh, all sorts of things, and also about the lack of education that people in England and Wales especially have about Northern Ireland and Ireland and the history and how disgraceful that is. Honestly, I, when I was watching it, I felt a little bit like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I've gotten, the, of course, you know, if you, uh, I mean, it's, it's, oh, God, I'm trying to make this funny, uh, but like... <laughs> The, you don't have to. I'm about to ask Rich another emergency question, <laughs> so this bit can be serious. Um, no, it's like that. The reason that that uh, happened, I wasn't angling for an interview, as some people have tried to say about me. I, I was pointing out in a very uh, snarky way that they had done a vox pop on on the Peace Bridge in Derry, and they just gotten a couple of young fellas. One fella with a dustpan. It was the most adorable interview. And we were going, ah, oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> and it's like, going, oh my God, you're in Derry. You're in Derry. Where are all, like, why haven't you stopped women? And of course, what was interesting was that they did stop loads of women. And the women said, yes, of course. And then the camera came out and the women said, no, we don't want to be filmed. Which mm -hmm. is a very, very, I understand that reaction myself. You know, it's the, um, when you open submissions and you only get submissions from men, how do you get women to submit themselves? <laughs> that sounded wrong. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that sounded really wrong. Maybe when the camera came out and they were being asked to submit themselves, they were, uh, that was something else entirely. But anyway, my whole point was, why don't you go out there and uh, interview women? And they said, well, if we'll interview you, will you come on? And I said, I will, of course, thinking I'll just get my mates in the Alliance for Choice crowd that I had met while I was working there. And uh, that's our secret. LAUGHTER um, <laughs> And uh, I rang them up saying, come on, I've gotten us an interview, ostensibly with me, but I'll let you do the talking. 
a bit like tonight. And um, they said no, he had already been in touch. The reporting crew had already been in touch. So it was just an interview with me. So I got, I was delighted to speak because I think if I can do anything to shed a bit of light on a neglected province, I will. I am totally aware that I'm from Cork, living in London, and it's not my story and it's not my place. But at that moment in time, I wasn't able to sort of pass the microphone on to anybody else, which was a lot of flack I was getting. Also, another bit of flack that I was getting, and presumably, of course, you all watched it, because, you know, ego. Um, uh, another criticism I got is like, well, you know, you don't study English history uh, in Cork. And I'm like, well, first of all, we do, because we're better. And secondly, <laughs> secondly, it's uh, Northern Ireland is part of the UK. This is part of your yeah. goddamn... You want, as I said on the Guilty Feminist podcast, you wanted it, now fucking deal with it. You can't go, it's ours, now we're going to ignore it for ages. Oh, it turns out we can and have done Yeah, that. you have yeah. done yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got an emergency question, okay. Rich. It's relevant. Okay. Rich, have you ever fancied a nun? And if so, was the habit part, most, or all of the appeal? And does acknowledging that make you feel shame reducing a woman to her outfit, given our already marginalised position in society? Um, I haven't ever fancied a nun. Nuns don't do it for me. I think I'm not, I was... Oh, we know, oh look at me, I'm, I'm a nun. Oh, you're not really a nun. Oh, man, I'm never going to get laid again, am I? <laughs> I think I can, I, I understand. Again, I'm awkward. I'm very vanilla sexually, really, if you want the real me. Really? And, yeah, and I find that whole I, the vanilla? whole idea of dressing up yeah. I feel quite embarrassed at the role play and stuff. I feel quite embarrassed. I'm about talking about doing... a real nun. I'm not well, talking about. Well, I know, but, but that's Nan the. Nan Summers nun. But, well, well, so <laughs> is the idea that I'm meant to fancy someone. Well, because she's. Well, there's. Unattainable. Sort of yeah, and sort of, you know, covered. And I and... could take her away from Jesus and show her what she's. I mean, I think the idea. <laughs> Take her away from Jesus yeah. and show her what she'd been missing. Yeah. Is that where you were going? <laughs> yeah. Did you tail off? Because you thought maybe no, not with this. But they're not, very, saw... they're not very sexy though. They're not real nuns, are they? That you get well, in some the real, real nuns real... are. I once caught a falling nun. <laughs> what? Tell us more. I what? once Hold caught on, a falling nun. I was in um, I was in Habitat in Kings Mall in Hammersmith. Uh, it's not there anymore. I mean, uh, the because of this. Uh, and the nun was coming down the staircase and uh, she slipped. And I dived underneath her and stopped her hitting her head on the floor. What was what? a nun doing in Habitat? And then I they have a touched her up a bit and said, do you want to come back and have sex with me? Is that what you want? No, I saved, I saved a nun from cracking her head open. Uh, and I didn't feel sexually aroused by any of it. It's all I can think now is, if you catch a falling nun, please catch tell an others catch a falling what nun. you've done, etc. Yeah. Must be lucky to catch a falling nun, I would You'd think. You'd think so. She wouldn't seem that grateful. I thought I'd been... <laughs> I'd have thought, you know, that she could go, well done, you get into heaven, whatever you've done. Yeah. Cheers, thanks. You'd think that would be an yeah, all-over well pass. Yes. If you're, are you Catholic, though? I'm not Catholic. Yeah. But there should be, it doesn't matter. You caught a falling nun, doesn't matter you're not Catholic and you're an atheist. In you come. I suspect if you were Catholic, that would be just a one-time pass, always Maybe. into heaven, you could do whatever you like. Yeah. Uh, but I think perhaps it's worth converting because of the falling nun free backstage pass to heaven that you've okay. got now. Okay, I'll do that. Or I just catch. Great feminist advice there. Catch some of them. Convert to Catholicism. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Jesus is her husband as well. Yeah. You have to remember that. I she's know. married Jesus. I know. Now she's been in the arms of another man before she gets to Jesus. Oh, so fuck. She, 
Mm. You've ruined that nun's life. <laughs> I think I feel, I feel you're painting Jesus in quite a... She was already in Habitat, already fucking shit nun, like... <laughs> Oh, where the poor and needy I can have. Oh, sofas. <laughs> Did you hear about that nun in France who just took off, nicked a load of money and ah! just went on a massive spending spree? Love it. Yeah. Love it. She actually went to Chanel <gasps> and she bought herself like a black dress. It was to go with the outfit. It wasn't, she wasn't going off piste. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was fat. She bought loads of beautiful, but only really great quality stuff. Very specifically, she bought some really amazing meringues. Um, Meringues. Yeah, it was like a day out in Paris that a very elegant lady. Like the Buns. Uh, yeah. Chanel Meringues. No, no, Chanel has suits. All and right. Then, yeah. Or a Chanel dress. <laughs> and then she went into one of those amazing French patisseries and got herself. But everything was really top quality. And uh, at what point did she not think? Yeah, well, no, look, she just. This thought, isn't going to be suspicious. I think she <laughs> Your thought, finest wines, please. Uh, yeah, I think she just thought I'm having a day out. I'm having the dream day out. I don't remember where she stole the money from now. But I think she was picked up. Hopefully the Vatican. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I can sort of see the that. The bloke in the frock can do it, I can do it, thought Sister Fidelma. <laughs> <laughs> Off to Chanel with me. <laughs> do you I don't know why she went like that. I, that's, I think that's how she went. <laughs> I have got, I've got another question. Uh, question question 196, what does mansplaining mean? Actually, I'll, I'll take this. Hey. Uh, so it's... Um, <laughs> I'll ask this then. What is the worst example of mansplaining that you have encountered or seen or Ooh. personally had? Um, it happens all the time in rehearsal. You, you do something and then somebody goes, well, the reason that was funny is because. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. bitch, I fucking did it. <laughs> I know why it's funny. I had one the other day where I thought, I was talking to quite a posh man um, in a pub we were talking about feminism and stuff, and I said that it really can work if you protest. It can work. And I said, here's an example is uh, period poverty. You know, Amica George came to the Guilty Feminists uh, through Scarlett Curtis, and we supported the protest, and now the law has been changed. He was sort of, you know, when someone's, you can tell, like, a posh man sort of only half listening to you. And he said, yeah, but I think there's, you know, there's more important things than period poverty. I think you could do something more relevant, and it's not really an issue now. And I went, well, it is an issue now. And I said, well, it's less of an issue because of this, but it's still an issue that people... And he was like, but yeah, but period poverty is just like... It was just not an issue now. I don't understand why you'd be wasting your time. And it took me, honestly, 20 minutes to realise that he thought period poverty was like period drama. <laughs> like, I was out there protesting, going, shut down Fagan's Den! Shut down Fagan's Den! Shut the workhouses for orphans! He really did <laughs> think period... He said, no, because period poverty is in the past, by definition. Money for Tiny Tim. <laughs> Money for Tiny Tim. Genuinely. He thought... the birds, toppings. He genuinely thought we were out there in period costume going, shut the workhouses. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. And then I, well, I explained it was about menstruation and then he, he just backed away. <laughs> was like, oh. So he didn't explain what menstruation was to you. That we, this hey. is when, once a month. <laughs> <laughs> he did not put the men into menstruation, no. He ma didn't mansplain menstruation. Uh, he, he uh, no, but he genuinely did think that period, he was an actor, to be fair, when he is period, he thinks, darling, yes, yeah. I'll be there in a rough. Uh, yes. Uh, us actors are thick. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, let me tell you why you're funny. <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you why you're a I little know, that bit... That was a comedian, in fairness. Let me so. tell you why you're a little bit funny in Crinland. 
do you want to, do you want another emergency question? Yeah, let's have a look. See what else. Do you want me to give you one? Oh, can I do one that's just... Okay, uh, you do one. Oh, well, this is sort of about being a woman because it involves shoes. That's why I... That's why, <laughs> that's why I... Exactly. <laughs> And uh, women have shoes. Women sorry, have and sorry, like men, we have Women feet. with feet we're just, have shoes. We're wearing shoes women just like real feet. Real, we're wearing shoes. shoes right now. Yeah. yeah we're both also, wearing shoes. It's one of the things that makes us equal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the things that makes us <laughs> We've equal. all got shoes. Uh, not, in equal. the period old days, they didn't have shoes. But now, <laughs> in these days, we have shoes. Would you rather have the ability to shoot bees out of your eyes... Or have a pair of shoes that never needed to be cleaned or repaired. It's the shoes, isn't it? See, I told you. Hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Bees. You can shoot bees out of your eyes. Yeah. yeah. Or, or have a pair of shoes that never need to be cleaned or repaired. Where would the bees, like, live before they've been shot out? <laughs> like, is it, hold on, are there, like, little, are little there's a hives yeah. in my eye bags? I think yeah. it's more like a superpower. I'd have the bees, and I'll tell you why. Uh, we all a, have the bees. That's uh, fuck shoes. Yeah, because clean shoes, whatevs. But there's a book called The Power, which is about women suddenly get this electrical power that shoots out of their fingers, and then the whole world changes because the biggest differentiation between men and women is that men have shoes. upper body strength. Um, it's <laughs> is that women and women are forced to not forced to, but we've been encouraged to teeter around on stilts. So at some point, half the population gets put into stilts. So that's a way of destabilising us. Can you do this job? Yes, I can, but now can you do it yeah. while teaching on stilts? It's definitely a destabiliser. But, yeah, the power is about what would happen if women could shoot bees out of their eyes. Yeah. Killer bees that could sting you, and that's yeah. my caveat. I mean, if they just stung you, it would be annoying enough for you to take over. Well, it See, would... what I don't understand, like, I, was, I, was, I had Jenna Friedman on the podcast in Edinburgh, and uh, I watched, uh, who's a great American stand-up, yep, really right. fantastic, you must go and see if you get the chance. She was interviewing McAfee, the bloke who did the security software. Yeah. Uh, and there's a little bit in it where this 80, 78 year old man, she's a very attractive, clever woman, but she just very mildly flirts with him, right? She, he knows that she's there to kind of bring him down with an interview. Mm. She knows he's suspicious of her. She says, he says he's 70. He goes, oh, you look 35, right? And like anybody in their right mind would go, you're buttering me up, you're bullshitting yeah. me. But you literally see this guy, the most powerful, one of the most powerful men in the world, goes, he takes off his sunglasses. Mm. Oh, oh. And he's like flattered enough by this wow. to completely open up and change his demeanor. And it just makes it, you know, men say women are ruled by their hormones, but that is an example of a man who is so stupid. <laughs> that he doesn't understand that he's being played, mm. genuinely thinks just because a woman said a nice thing about him, he's in with a chance. How have women not managed to overthrow men already? Yeah, we are I, fucking I, I, stupid. I agree, I, I agree it is our fault. You've got um, guns, and also, <laughs> but you have guns. There are guns there. In America, there are guns. We don't You have can guns. have guns. Yeah, no. So we, it doesn't matter about upper guns. body. So all men had was that they're stronger. Yeah. Now you've got guns. So just you shoot the men. Okay, don't... Can I just say... What's it, happening? Can I just say... It is not the advice of the guilty feminist who is producing this podcast that you shoot anyone. It is not... All the right, don't shoot them, but just use the guns to say... It's not the advice of the guilty feminist that you I'm use fine guns. With that. Don't... There's no advice... What about a bee use with a, a gun? Use a, <laughs> use a very mild bit of compliment. <laughs> Just yeah. a compliment and a gun. Yeah, I think like it's small guns. Yeah. I mean, small. I've definitely Beep. used compliments. Ah, I, put in my... 
I've definitely his compliments. I think during pre Me Too, when like if, if you ever ended up in a casting house situation with a man, yeah, or like a sort of um, sometimes a male comedian who was much more powerful and in, influential in the industry would put the hard word on in any way or another. I my strategy was always looking back. I now realise how do I get out of this while making that man feel sexually attractive so that he doesn't hate me and never work with me again or spread rumours about me. But, and this is key, not have him think I'm flirting with him and inviting him in or leading him on so that I am what he would call a prick tease. Mm. And my thing would always be to pretend they were joking and to sort of do something like, you, you, you. God, that's hilarious, because if you actually meant that... (laughs) Very clever. Very good, yeah. I mean, as if you would. That kind of thing. So we're still having a bit of a moment, but nothing that's sexual that invites you further. Because then if I have to push you away, then you're going to be humiliated and I won't work. So, you know, the gymnastics that we were doing for years. And, like, I didn't get it anywhere near as much as some other women did because I don't really look vulnerable. I'm aware of that. That's sort of tall, broad privilege. (laughs) Because the sh- the, just the width of my shoulders says, don't bother. There's a cert- do you know what I mean? There's a certain amount of that, I think. And maybe that's oh. combined with the fact yeah. that I used to be a Jehovah's Witness, so I used to knock on doors, so I have a fierceness about me. I don't know. You know, I'm sure there's some tall, broad women who don't, but um, I'd not mentioned being a Jehovah's Witness for a while, and I thought... <laughs> I didn't know you were. No, I've never mentioned it. Um, Wish we had more time to talk about it. That's interesting, isn't it? Like, sort of... <laughs> but Wash is looking vulnerable, really, you know? I'm just yeah. trying to say I feel like some women I know who would get it all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't feel I've had it that yeah, much. Yeah, no, l- l- likewise. To... I've, had an, I've had it enough to know what it is, but I've also... Enough that I had a strategy worked out and not so much that I was crippled by it. But it's interesting, isn't it? Like, I've been thinking recently, I remember being catcalled and wolf-whistled uh, the first time. And I remember how it made me feel, and to this day, I feel, and it was, it was only a cat call, it was only a compliment, Siobhan, can't you take a compliment? <laughs> and I remember making sure that the next time I had to walk past there, because it was in Cork, I remember walking a different way, or budding actress, I had a limp, no, um... <laughs> Change my wig. Um, did you do a character piece? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did my modern and classical in front so of them. So that you just like I bored them into into. <laughs> they so were sorry then. <laughs> I so tell you, just, you. D- just did something to make yourself look like a different person. No, and I made myself look like something that I thought they wouldn't look at. Mm, what was that? I hunched. I put my head down. I felt smaller in myself. Mm. Like, I, I'm, this, I wasn't expected to talk about this, but, you know, I, mm. I, th- that cropped into my head the other day, actually, that how I physically changed my... Mm. You m- make myself. yourself a bit smaller. I did. I did, and a bit more on what I thought would be unattractive to them. Mm. It's so interesting. I put how my many coat strategies? on when I passed there. I put, put my co- coat on? Yeah, I put my coat on, yeah. Jeez, this is cheaper than therapy. You're paying me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> So that's advice. Put your coats on. Coats. Don't, you don't feel you Put have to. I've got on. an emergency question for Rich. Yep. Rich, which famous dead feminist would you most like... Oh, good one. <laughs> ...to explain to you why you're wrong when yeah. you can't sleep at night? Uh, 
Do they have to be dead? Does it have to be a dead feminist? It says here on my clipboard okay. today. Is there any other kind, <laughs> so Richard? Is there any other kind? Can I, can I kill Jermaine Greer and then you have her? <laughs> Why would you want Jermaine Greer? Yes, I just wanted her to die. Uh, it's, uh, so, <laughs> just so that we could remember her in better times. Um, she has missed the turn-off. She really has missed the turn-off. And she won't admit. She won't be like, I need to do a U-turn now. She's just... On she goes, up the yeah. A40. Were there feminists in the old days? I didn't know. Uh, so, uh, yep. yeah. Uh, well, you could, oh, right. I will extend it to a Joan of, Joan of Arc. I would like Joan of Arc You would like Joan of Arc to explain why you're wrong when you can't sleep at night. Yeah. So you're having an insomniac night, yeah. and you'd love Joan of Arc just to appear right here. Yeah. She only speaks French. How's your French? It's all right. It's good enough to understand. What? Okay. So we then... convey through tone, I'd imagine, with... With a good old job. She'd have a, a translation anyway, wouldn't she? Yeah. No, no, she doesn't. It's on my clipboard. And, right. uh, <laughs> Medieval Rich, French. So, be, so your French is all right. What would Joan say to you? Just if she has to explain feminism to me, I have to wait for her to turn up and tell me. No, if because, I know already. Well, give me an example of something Joan might say in French, please. Because your French is Don't all right. Don't set fire to women. Okay. Uh, could, you have to say that in French, though. Uh, ne pas... Defume <laughs> Les uh, fa femmes. Uh, do we My have... God, it's like she's here. <laughs> <laughs> could, you, could you do it a little bit more like you think she would do it? I think she'd do it like that. She'd have, she had to be slightly masculine to, um, oh. for, to get the, the respect of the sexist uh, French troops. Of the day. Yeah, so she had to talk in a, low, she talked in a um, lower voice. Any, anyone who speaks French here, could you please shout out how he should have said that? James? In there must be people French. who speak French in here. Loads. Anyone? Yes, your point, you're, oh, you're, you'd be good in a police state. He's putting, she's, she's in the basement. Uh, <laughs> you've just handed her over. She doesn't want to be handed over. Do you speak French? I'm oh, do you only speak it. French? Because <laughs> <laughs> this has be been problem. a very dull night for you up until that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the show's until, coming into its own. Until I started speaking yeah. French, suddenly she lit up. Oh, she, no. Oh, dear. Don't, I didn't mean it like don't that. Don't set fire to women. <laughs> this is what you came been told for. by Joan of Arc once this evening. Uh, could you say, uh, don't set fire to women, please? Yeah, that's what I said. That says, you, you that's said, don't chicken a woman. You that said means... fume, which is smoking. Oh, fume, fume. You said fume, which is smoking. You said don't have a cigarette with women. Yeah, well, that's... also that, because smoking's very bad. That's different. <laughs> uh, have you got an emergency question? I've probably got more, yeah. I should think okay. I've got... Uh, this is what I've been asking. I just think this is an interesting question, Siobhan. Yeah. If you could take one item from any... This has nothing to do with... And you can take, interpret this how you like. If you could take one item from any art gallery or museum in the world and take it home and own it, and you're allowed to keep it, which painting or item or artefact, anything it could be for this inner museum or art gallery uh, in the world. And it's yours. And it's mine. Because I think they should do that at every museum. <laughs> I think you should be allowed to take one thing home with you yeah. if you've paid to go in. In a very real way. <laughs> yeah. All museums would be emptied in the first hour. Well. <laughs> be good for the hour though, wouldn't it? Supermarket sweep. Well, when I was on Art Talk, I said that big spider at the Tate modern but actually that's very one, impractical is but then They're i think terrifying i don't want small spiders the long fucking big ones yeah i've, I've rethought it um yeah. uh, maybe a pissarro painting or mm. a monet i as you can tell by my red sweaty face under these very calm lights um i don't like the heat <laughs> i can't stand the heat um and the summers are very difficult for me <laughs> poor me and <laughs> 
I know. Um, I had to put a coat on. Um, and one summer, I can't remember, I think it was 2016, <laughs> I discovered the best thing in the world. I was doing a show in the evening so you'd be tired during the day anyway. And I'm a lazy fuck, so I just like to sleep during the day if I'm doing a show in the evening. And I couldn't sleep because it was too hot. <laughs> and then I discovered Marina Abranovich. She was doing a performance in the Serpentine, which had air conditioning. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and you'd go in. I have no clue what she was fucking doing, but anyway. You'd queue up early, early-ish, but there was never really much of a queue, and they got to know me by the end. So I'd queue up, go in, and there'd be rooms with beds in them, and she'd tuck you in. What? I swear to God, I used to go to the Serpentine to be tucked in by Marina Abranovich. No. With air conditioning. I'd bring earplugs and everything and go for a fucking nap. It was brilliant. Yeah. How long could you stay there for? As long as you want. Overnight? As, no, no, no. She had a show to do. I'm not an animal. Um, no. Uh, no, no. They, it was normal opening hours. But I'd go in for like a two, three, four hour nap, like... And she'd be dressed in black and fabulous. Yes, you know, darling, it's all art. It's all... And then she'd go into another room and, you know, I was like, maybe she'd make me tea or a biscuit or something. You know, it sounds like something out of Sex and the City. She was, yes. Uh, yes, Samantha, uh, her brother Carrie was always going to things like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm wow. exactly like her. <laughs> so like her. Um, no, you she would... She would in by any artist. So basically, if I could steal anything from a gallery, I would like... Instead of stealing something from the gallery, I would like to have the gallery with Marina Branovich and a camp bed and air conditioning during the summer months, please. Nice. Thank you. So you would have the Marina uh, experience. Experience. <laughs> the experience. Yeah, and she can't talk. That's a, like, that's a very good answer. That's a, such a good answer. Rich, yes. I've got an emergency question. Good. Who's your favourite male feminist, living or dead? And what exactly qualifies you to judge whether a man is truly feminist? <laughs> good, that's a good question. Uh, you have given me the power to judge by you being the archetypal feminist, and now you've passed on permission to me. And my favourite, uh, for the, just for a moment, my favourite male feminist. Yeah, there's so few to choose from. <laughs> Genuine ones. There's a lot of comedians pretending to be feminists at the moment. Male comedians, uh, yep. who definitely weren't ten years ago. Uh -huh. uh, probably include myself in that. And except uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not pretending. It's very hard to think. I'd need some time to think of a male feminist. Um, oh, of any. There's so, not enough yeah. time in the I, world. So we're going to have some suggestions shouted out, and you can Andy choose Murray. multiple choice. Andy, Andy Murray. Murray, thank you. I We've mean, got one. Who? Stuart Lee, come Stuart on. Lee. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, Stuart Lee. So he's on the list. Who else? Obama. Obama. Yeah. I thought you said Bono. I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> Can we I have mean, one night without bringing him up, please? I mean, uh, I love the Obama so much, but also foreign policy, it's tricky, yeah. isn't it? And it's the Andy it's Murray hard. thing because of that one thing he said. Yes. <laughs> no, In his whole career. He, no, because didn't he used to sort of say... No, that one thing he said. <laughs> but that he, got played loads. Look, there's and a very nice. low bar for men. And I'm going to throw a James into the mix. So, your options are Obama, yeah. Andy Murray, yeah. Stuart Lee, and any of the Jameses. <laughs> or oh, hold on, the three Jameses together. The three Jameses make one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. 
that the one at the back's ruined it for the Jamies. These these oh, two, Jamie's. all right. Uh, the one at the back oh, has ruined oh, it. Oh, he's a Jamie, isn't he? That's right. no, I will go for Jamie Murray. Oh, very good. <laughs> that is a very clever he lo- answer. Because he, he, he looks after his mum. Excellent. Um, <laughs> uh, that makes him feminist. He loves yep. his mum. Yep. He loves his mum. I mean, like all, all yep. those male well, feminists. I mean, and it's ironic that you feel you can criticise Stuart Lee. Now, uh, Rich... I what? look after my kids sometimes. Uh, so, Rich, why haven't you done more for gender equality, especially now you have a daughter, which is when men in Hollywood usually first report that they realise women are people? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very difficult to have gender equality. I did the Edinburgh Fringe podcast and I couldn't get gender equality in my guests. I had 26 women and 18 men and there just aren't enough funny men for gender yeah. equality. So he's not doing his bit for equality because he's doing more for women and for men. It's a very good answer. I liked it. It's a start. <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, do you have... We have two minutes left. Do you two have, minutes. Oh, do my. you have any emergency questions you can offer so us? I was going to ask you, you come from Cork, what is the tallest building in Cork, Siobhan? It would... Well, it, it was originally the uh, County Hall. Now it's the Elysium. Yeah. How, uh, t- how tall would you say? Are you from Cork? Who's from Cork here? Annie. The Elysium was the tallest building in Ireland for a while. The to- <laughs> My friends came... Oh, we've only two minutes. It's a fan- fascinating story. It's too late. <laughs> and I'll, I'll go back to my emergency question book. That was my, that's, that's a sort of emergency question. Have you ever flown a kite, Siobhan? No. <laughs> I'd imagine there's some great kite-flying areas in Ireland. You've never What's flown going on? a kite? You've never flown no. a kite? I don't believe you. You've never flown a kite? No. What? Is there, like, footage going to come out of me flying a kite? I'm going to take you flying a kite. Does a kite mean the same thing in England as it means? (laughs) I'm going to... Is flying a kite like heroin or something? (laughs) He was flying the kite. Have you done done heroin? Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've flown that kite. All the way to the city hall. Um, yeah. What's the most, and this won't go in the podcast, this is just for the room and no one will tweet it. Do we agree we won't tweet it? What's the strongest drug you've ever taken? <laughs> I once um, got really high on pseudoephedrine, which is pseudofed. And I what? ended up with allergies and a sinus infection in my bed, like a fucking early VHS video of a rave going... My skin feels fucking amazing. <laughs> oh my God, my skin feels amazing. Can you feel it? Ma'am, ma'am, can you feel it? This video, oh, you're so good. Goodness everywhere. Pseudofed, lads. Is that the closest thing you've had to a spiritual experience? <laughs> yeah. Do you draw Actually, on that yeah. for Apart from flying a kite, yeah. Indeed. Um, Rich, yes. can you tell the audience about other things that you're doing? I'm doing uh, uh, my tour of Rahalastapa, uh, which is... Uh, going all over the UK in, I mean, probably forever, basically, but uh, <laughs> September, October, November, December. Uh, that's about it. I think I'm doing another series of Relativity on Radio 4, which we have soon. Lovely. Um, is Siobhan, anything coming up that we should know about? No, the nun has ruined my career. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing more seasons of Derry Girls, though, yeah? Yes, we're, we're going in. Yeah, yay! <laughs> we're uh, filming that next year. And uh, you've also got merch out for Derry Girls? <laughs> yep. <laughs> what kind of merch is it, Siobhan? Hmm? What kind of merch? <laughs> oh, God. In, um, 
In Ireland, we have an equivalent of like JD Sports, which is a called O'Neill's, and my mother's maiden name was O'Neill, so I'm taking this personally, what they've done. They have these jerseys <laughs> with our faces on them. <laughs> and mine is yellow. It's with my face where your belly would be. It's really big. <laughs> when Siobhan told me about them, I was like, oh, that sounds fine. It's just fine. And then she showed me a video. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's really... It's her mean, whole face is as yeah. big as a human. It's and on, then it's, on and the then belly. Sister Michael's looking up and it, and yeah. it says, holy fucking Christ. Uh, holy something. Jehovah, great jo holy balls Jehovah. of fires. I don't know, yeah. something, uh, something that she says. Um, yeah. And it's lovely. Buy them. Buy them. Apparently, I'll get like top and sub jersey. So keep fucking buying them. Buy mine. Buy my ones. Don't buy the girls' ones. Don't, you can't say that. Uh, buy, it's not buy all of them. Thank you so much. Can I just say a huge, huge, huge thank you to Paul McSweeney? Thank you. And I, I really want to say it was a. I, I know I have taken the piss out of Rich being feminist, but genuinely, I wouldn't have asked him if I didn't think he was feminist. But also, thank you so much for saying yes to this, Rich. I really appreciate it. It was absolutely delightful. Thank you so much. Richard Harry, everybody. And everybody here at King's Place, thank you very much for having us. All your good selves for coming. Thank you. This has been Rolla Histerbergerfer. Is that right? Rolla Histerbergerfer. Rolla Histerbergerfer. Rilla Histerbergerfer, who appears now? Joan of Arc. Yeah. Thank you very much. Happy day for Francis Wright. Good night. You have been listening to Rahul Histerbergerfer with Richard Herring, me, Deborah Francis White, and our very special guest, Siobhan McSweeney. The recording engineer was Chris Sharp. The producer was Tom Zielinski for The Spontaneity Shop. Music was by Mark Hodge and Pest. Thanks to Zoe, Sally, and everyone at King's Place, as well as all of you for listening. For more information about Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast, go to Richard Herring's website. And for more information about The Guilty Feminist and The Guilty Feminist crossover podcast season, go to guiltyfeminist.com. with Richard's wife, Katie. I'd prefer to think of me as her husband. Uh. Our job here is done, girls. I may have to... I'm so sorry. I've defined a woman by her husband. It was only because he was there. I wouldn't normally say it like that. I wouldn't normally. I wouldn't go, oh, Stuart Lee's wife, Bridget Christie. I'd never do that. I'd never do that. I just thought it's a nice link, isn't it? It's it a, is nice a nice link. link. It's, very, it's a very good podcast. Yeah. She was very excited that...